Hello and welcome to the Draft Talk podcast, the podcast for all your NFL draft needs. We are brought to you by 99 Yards and we have brought you so far news, interviews, scouting reports, mock drafts, loads of stuff. And now we're bringing you our wonderful top fives. I'm your host today, Brian, and we have all of the Draft Talk gangs with us, MJ, Stu and Owen. How are we doing? Very good, Brian. Um, working away through these top fives. This one should be quite interesting. There could be a lot of debate. There might not be. Um, who knows? Um, there's a there's a mountain of players we could we could go through, and and I think it's the same every year at this position. So, should be fun. Yeah, wide receivers down onto running backs now, and say one of my favourite position groups to to watch and, and and rank. So I'm looking forward to to speaking about these guys. Yep, there's some really interesting prospects at running back here. Um, looking forward to the chat and see uh, see who we've got. Absolutely. As I mentioned, we did wide receivers last episode. Check it out if you haven't already. And now we're on to the running backs. We're going to do our top five running backs for this year's class. If you don't know how it works, the guys have done all the scouting we could possibly wish for. And they've rated these prospects five up to one, one being the best, of course. Um, and we're going to run through it that way. Uh, MJ, I'll let you kick us off. Who's your number five running back? OK, so my number five running back is Ty J Spears from Tulane. Um, and this is a guy where I would describe him. Um, I don't know, the Mr. Men keep coming back. I would describe him as Mr. Momentum, because I think this guy um, has over 2022 and then the start of this draft process has started um, to really improve his stock. His, his last season, after the first six weeks of, of the season, he'd only got 300 yards. By the end of the season, he'd got 1,600 yards. And in the last eight college games, the lowest number of yards he got was 120. So he, he really started to ramp things up and he absolutely uh, blew up uh, USC in, in, in the bowl game that they had. Um, so he is, where I like him, I like him as a, a running back in a kind of a read option um offense he's not a power running back by any means he is a get him into space work out a way of getting this guy into space and he is gone i think he's got some work to do which i think we saw in the you know in the uh, senior bowl where he can he can improve as a pass catcher and he can improve as a weapon out of the backfield because i think because of his speed and his elusiveness he could really be a kind of a multi-dimensional weapon for for any particular offense um i've got I, I really like him as i say he's not power guy he's not gonna he, it's it's about his vision his elusiveness and working him into space um but i think yeah because of the the momentum around him over the last few months that's why he's he's just about got into my top five what i like is we've already got our set rules in top fives MJ is our stat man. I've got no stats written down whatsoever. <laughs> I'm relying on MJ to give us all of the numbers. Love a stat. Love a stat. <laughs> okay, uh, so we had a uh, no start matchup, me and MJ on wide receivers, but we've gone one for one on running backs. I have exactly the same player at number five, um, Ty J Spears. I think that he is super feisty he, he's he's not the biggest guy in the world but don't tell him that um he he plays like he's derrick henry he has that he, he's got that attitude that he he can he can run through people when when he wants to if he has to he's 
really competitive. He's got good vision. He's got good contact balance as well. You'll see him bouncing off people, and he keeps his keeps his feet, keeps the legs churning. Um, he he is he is narrow, and he's a bit smaller than some of the other guys. I don't think he's going to be your bell cow, um, but in the rotational which a lot of teams seem to be going for now. It's not, you're not getting these guys who are shifting heavy loads very much anymore. Um, I think Ty J Spears is, is as good as anyone in that that kind of team. He runs with a, a purpose. He's twitchy, he's shifty. Um, he hasn't received a lot, um, but I think he has ability to do so. Um, he isn't going to be all three downs however, though, because I think he'll get flattened in press protection. Um it won't be for the want of trying. I think he would he would give it a go, um, and he would he would take on a defensive tackle if he had to. But um, I, I think that teams will have to say to him, "Nana Taiji, sit this one out, pal." Um, but yeah, he's my number five as well. Yes, well, I'll start by saying that I think there is maybe this is a very good receiver class, a receiver a running back class, I would say. Um, I think there's 15 guys really to like and 15 guys I would be confident about making an impression in year one on an NFL team. Um, I will talk about Ty J Spears here because it just makes sense. He is my number four. So I might as well carry on the, the discussion. I do have him at number four. Um, but for all everything that you just said there, that I think he runs with purpose. He runs with power, but does lack much of a kind of strength and size profile. Um, but his movement and mobility skills are, are absolutely incredible. He's kind of he's, he's explosive. He's shifty. He can change direction in an instant. I, I think he shows really good contact balance. Um, I think he's twitchy and shifty um, as a runner, and he kind of runs at full throttle on every play that he gives his all on every single uh, every single down he say he runs it's, it's kind of his running style is quite powerful but he's also quite light on his feet um love the play style and the mentality for that um say i think he does show good hands as a receiver but i just haven't seen enough of it so i think that probably is a knock and yes he is a smaller back um and, and while he does evade tackles and he is good kind of in open space he doesn't really have the strength to to kind of escape tackles. Once he is tackled, he's it's, it, that, that's it. That's it done. Um, and, and while say he lacks a strength profile, I would say he has really good competitive toughness. Is what well, the, the way I would phrase it is that he's just going to give everything. Um, and yet he is going to have to learn how to pass protect because he he gives it a go, bless him. But um, if he's going to be able to to see the field early and and as as a three down back, uh, then he's going to have to be able to do that um, in the NFL because he currently can't. But I really like Ty uh, Ty J Spears, um, extremely intelligent. Just again, just one of those space finders. There's all the tricks in the book. Um, just everything that that you like, you you've got all the mental bits that you like to see. You know, absolutely will will try and run over guys, but also has the the kind of the athletic traits to to make up for it as well. Good stuff. Probably should have gone to you first, Owen, but yeah, give us your uh, your <laughs> number five. <laughs> so my number five uh, is Pittsburgh Panther Israel Abanikanda. Uh, he's uh, He's a really young player, which, again, that really works for for running backs. Just a redshirt junior, so he doesn't have much tread on the tyres. A bigger back, so one of those players who is a more of a thumper, a traitsy player, 
who just kind of was able to put it all together at, at Pitt last season. Should be durable because he has has really good really good size, exceptional speed for that size as well. I would say he's kind of he's got that home run ability which you wouldn't expect from kind of that compact frame that he has. So he can he can hit the home runs, but he can also just take those short yardages yardages in those kind of third third and short situations if you wanted him to. Can just do a bit of everything. Running styles powerful but he had really good patience and incredible i think he's got some of the best vision in this class as well up there if he sniffs a gap that he hits it and he's through there he slices through the line of scrimmage when he when he catches a lane opening can move around the box as well as kind of his movement skills not all all downfield he can he can kind of uh, you know step side to side isn't just a north and south runner um footwork sharp uh just show again one of those players who just shows flashes as a receiver and hasn't been asked to do it nearly enough. I wouldn't say he was overly elusive or he isn't overly flexible or bendy to evade or escape those tackles. And I'm not sure I'm not sure how twitchy you would say he was. But if you want a player who kind of plays in that power scheme that's gonna you, you want him to just spot a gap, hit them and, and take it take for a home run, then um, then absolutely, yeah, I really like uh, Israel Banakanda, and I think I'm probably a little bit higher on him than some people. I'll have him as a top 100 player, 100%. Yeah, I, I was a bit late to the Banakanda party. That sounds like something to be well good to go to at a Banakanda <laughs> party, doesn't it? Um, sounds like it'd be a good night out. Um, yeah, I, I was a bit late on him. I must admit, he wasn't kind of on the radar initially, but I'd, I'd heard some people speak about him and had seen Owen's kind of rankings and things as well, and went to watch a little bit more. And he, I can see why you like him. He's he, he's a he's a funny kind of player in that he's he's not what you expect. If you were yeah. just to if you were just to look at a picture of Abanakanda, you have an idea of what you would think he's like in the head. And and he's a bit different. He's he's much quicker than I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has that ability to if if there's a gap between the center and the guards or the guards and the ta- he's off. He just he he, he picks his spot really well. And and I think he's not afraid of the hard yards. You'd be one of these, you know, if he want if if there's five six yards available, well, I'll take five six and take the hit. Um, but if there's that gap, I'm going thirty. Um, you know, I, I think that he will be very valuable for teams like that. But I probably haven't seen enough of him as much as I wanted to. But I, I can see what what there is to like about him. Yeah, it, it, I didn't see this one coming. I, I didn't see him him making a top five, but he is absolutely a a thumper, isn't he? He's a, he's a um, he got a lot of work at Pittsburgh. I mean, the one game, I, just looking up, thirty seven carries for three hundred and twenty two yards in one game. I mean, that's which one was that? The West a, Virginia game because he that's was all the over game. the place there. That was yeah, at Abbey yeah. Party. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was definitely that game and the um, game against Tennessee. He just controlled the game so well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I I've got him on my list of ones to watch, but um, I didn't have him as high as the top five. But he's um he's definitely got a role to play in in an NFL side, hasn't he? He could definitely be a, a that you know running back number one for for somebody and will probably prove to be uh, a really good value pick but yeah i didn't i think for the um because there's just so many of them i didn't yeah. have him as as ranked as as highly as as you are good stuff um Stu, who's your number four my number four is auburn running back tank bigsby um it's really difficult to separate out a lot of these kind of guys, and, and I find it quite difficult. Um, but one of the things I liked about um, 
Bigsby was. He's got really good vision. He's in a tough physical back. Um, he understands his his running lanes and, and where there's the gaps to burst into. Um, he he has got very good. Again, it's something that I like about it is this contact balance. Um, he, he's happy to pinball off people and and, and take the yards. Um, he's quite a He's quite a patient runner. He's not just see the gap and hit it. He'll wait till something develops in front of him before he goes and takes what's available there. Um, he's He will be one of those guys who scrap and fight for every last inch that's available. Um, he's difficult to take down. He'll keep his feet moving. Um, he's not as fast as some of these other guys. He's not going to be someone who's going to break to the outside and bend around the whole um, defense and, and hit a home run up the sidelines. He's just not that type of player. Um, he does probably need a bit more work with his pass protection as well. He's strong and he's big enough. He, I think he, he just needs a bit of work on that. And I don't know, is it a, I don't think is it a technique one, a strength one. Not entirely sure with that, but um, he can bounce around, get into space well. And, and Hey, we're splitting hairs with some of these backs, but I, I quite liked what I saw from from Tank. So uh, our consensus continues here, Stu, because Tank comes in as my number four as well. Um, one thing, did you find his first name, his actual first name? Anybody? Oh, MG, you'll probably have it along with his stats as well. So come on. <laughs> and his, his yeah, real name's not Tank. And he's and he's oh. white. No, his, his first name is Cartavius. Oh. And he was nicknamed Tank as a toddler because he kept running into things and just bouncing off. <laughs> and now yeah, changed much then. Yeah. And so, it, so he was obviously going to be a running back, wasn't he? Um, the, I really enjoyed watching his tape. I mean, he and I've heard it said on a, on a couple of other uh, the, the draft websites. He's king of the jump cut. He loves the jump cut, as you say. He's, he's good at being patient and waiting for something to develop in front of him, and then he can jump cut and he is out of there. Um, I also admire the fact that he, he's got good three years of production and he got almost a thousand yards and the the Auburn um, offensive line was not great at, at blocking this year. And he's got he's had some tough fixtures. So he's he's a battle tested uh, running back and he still managed to get nearly a thousand yards. Um, so there is also a good amount of footage of players hanging off him as he continues down the field. So he, he is he's one tough cookie, um, but he's also got enough juice that he can get onto the outside. If he sees a gap on the outside, he can make it onto the outside. He's not, not just north-south. Um, he's not any higher because I think there are question marks around. He's very limited as a pass catcher out of the backfield and um, the blocking as well is something that teams will have to work on. But, yep, I've got Tank coming in, or Cartavius, as I should say. I've got him coming in at number four. He's a player that I think will be a better pro than he was a college player because, that say, Auburn just absolutely stank and he was quite clearly the, the, their best player. He's a player whose running style is quite intense. Like he's tough, he's physical, and he... he gives it everything I, I do think he he obviously does lack some some speed he's got good acceleration through kind of through the line of scrimmage but he doesn't really have that stay in pace to to take the ball for for home runs and for touchdowns um 
he's more kind of smooth than sharp as well in his in his running style that uh, that yes he can do that jump cut but then I'm not sure how I would trust him to then maneuver his way through kind of linebackers if if that's what was needed that he kind of once he's got his cut he just needs to kind of run with it instead of maneuver maneuver around um superb instincts though absolutely great great instincts and intuition a great patience I really like his football IQ as well saying that I haven't ranked him What a great way to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stoned it there, doesn't it? Oh, hey, I, I, I think that um, the, to get the best out of him, he will need to go to the right scheme. So I think he's going to need he's going to need someone else in the room who's going to got kind of that change of pace. And I think he'll have to go to kind of a, a gap power scheme yeah. where where you can run. Even though he can do some stuff outside, I think you just need him to be running through the through the tackles and let him let him cut and get you those short yardages. Cool stuff. That's all the number four done. Let's let's uh, move on up to number three. Uh, Stu, who have you got at number three? Number three is, and I have a sneaking suspicion, me and I are going to have a same top one, two, three here. Because we've we've talked I've about won, this player. I've won round. I've won everyone round. We, well, we, we had a talk about this player before. Yeah. I don't know if M, what MG is going to do. Here, he's made throw us off this one. Um, and we're, we're, we're going to Texas. Um, Roshan Johnson, he has probably been my favourite running back to watch um, because he's an absolute unit for stars. Um, he's 6'2", that 220 pounds kind of range. He's played the backup to somebody who we might talk about later on, maybe, um, for, for his time in Texas. Um, however... I think he's a definition of someone who's going to do more at the pro level than they did at the college. And it sounds daft sometimes saying that, but he didn't get the biggest volume ever at college. He's going to get a volume at the NFL level. He runs with reason. He's going somewhere and he's going somewhere in a hurry and you're going to really struggle to stop him. Um, he's really strong, but he's also quite creative as well. He's not just a head down and go boom into people. Um, he, he can he can sidestep, he can misdirect, but he can bounce off the tackles. Um, but he doesn't, as I say, he doesn't just put the head down and go. He he has that ability to have spatial awareness and see where gaps and lanes are developing in front of him, behind his blockers. Um, he can be a reasonable check down option as well. He's not just someone who's going to have the ball in his hands every time straight off he, he can be that player if you if you lead a few yards and the wide receivers are covered you can give him the ball in his hands he is an absolute menace um in pass protection because of that size and that strength uh, defensive tackles if they're coming through in the interior they're not going to find an easy turnstile in Roshan Johnson um yeah I absolutely love him I think he's going to be great at the next level as well and He's he's not had the battering that some of these other guys had because he's had to he, he's had his he's had his moments and there's a lot of good moments at Texas but there's best is yet to come I think. Yeah, more than Bijan Robinson's backup, which is basically what he's been called for the last three years. Um, I, I wanted really he is my number three as well. So Rufus Johnson from Texas is my number three. I probably saw that coming. Um, 
I'll, I'll pick up on his pass protection because it's not something we often speak about with running backs and especially not with running backs on this list. I think he's absolutely outstanding in pass protection and that's going to allow him to get on the field early and often in the NFL that his kind of strength and his power and his intelligence and his know-how to deal with rushers is, is I would say, up there with the best in this class and his awareness and kind of say that, that, that intelligence, it allows him to pick up those reads and he's got the frame and the technique as well to deal with the blitzes. So I think that that's a, a really good sign for him to be to be getting on the field, say, early and and often, which is doesn't always apply to running backs in the NFL because you do have to be able to pass protect to be able to see the field in all three downs, and he can do that. Yes, he probably hasn't offered uh, enough in uh, catching the ball, but I don't think it's because he can't do it. It's just because there was another back there that was taking all the reps away from him. So I think he's, his catch radius is big enough because he's got really good size and he's you know, he's tall, but he's quite thick and he's got really good athleticism. So his catch radius is going to be big enough for him to be that kind of check down option. He's going to be able to kind of deal with with kind of balls into the flat. Um, as a runner, uh, just aggressive and violent running between the tackles, but also you know, and physical powerful but also has the athleticism to kind of get on the outside and uh, and win that way if need be uh, unbelievable footwork in short areas again especially when when working between the tackles and that strength and power gives him really good contact balance can bounce off tacklers and gain extra yardage uh, vision superb i think he's just going criminally underrated i don't know how many other places you're going to see um have Roshan Johnson ranked at number three so when he is good you can come back to us because uh you see him talked about but I don't think he you see him talked about kind of as Not a enough. potential day two player enough because especially that like you said he doesn't have much tread on the tires that that kind of you can you can just plug and play him in because you know that he's kind of going to be durable and he's going to be able to see out his rookie contracts uh, fingers crossed because you know how often do you see running backs come in and uh, and then get injured because you know we talk about their workload he isn't going to be one of those guys i think he's going to be again like we said with tank bigs be a much much better pro than he was he's not going to be a backup in the nfl okay so no i don't have him in my top five Boo. <laughs> but um I think from what you said and from what I've because he's not far he's not far off. I mean I, I don't it's not that I have a six and a seven, I have the top five and then I have about half a dozen other ones who who I you know could have could have picked. And uh, Roshan Johnson is, is in there. I would agree that there are probably however many teams who are looking for a runner running back who are telling us, shh, will you stop it? Stop talking about it. <laughs> Because he is likely to be an absolute steal. Um, so over to Stato. Um, <laughs> Bijan Robinson has uh, 104 missed tackles, okay, which represents 40% of his runs. There is one running back whose percentage of missed tackles is higher than Bijan Robinson, and that is Roshan Johnson, who had missed tackles on 49% of his runs. Um, now that might well be at six foot and two twenty that people are just trying to get out of the way, um, but he he is, um, and I think it, part of this was you mentioned him. I think you mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, um, and when we were talking, and I, I went back and, and kind of looked in looked into him, and I, I do agree with you that I think he's a great prospect. I think something else about him is his footballing IQ. He was a high school all American high school quarterback uh, before he switched to running back. 
Um, he has a very, very good footballing IQ. He, as you've mentioned, you mentioned his pass protection. It is, it's probably one of those things that is he's he's up there as, as you know one of the best pass protectors coming out as a at that running back position. So he is probably the best kept secret. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't quite have him in there. I think I've probably gone for players who have more uh, experience in terms of uh, actually like playing that lead role. Um, but I don't doubt his ability at all. Yeah, and he's thinking about it. There's not many better running backs to sat behind in college than Bijan Robertson just to soak up everything that he's so good at. So um, it might actually work out being a a good thing for him, say because he's not going to have kind of the the um, usage that that some of these other guys have had. So yeah, and, and I do wonder whether if he was at the senior bowl but only did the first day and was really impressive on the first day. Uh, he had a slight injury. Um, so we didn't compete and I wonder if maybe that didn't happen he'd stayed whether we maybe would some other places would be talking about him a little bit more because I think uh, you know Ty J Spears is a guy that you know we're now talking about because of how good he was at the senior ball that's definitely helped him that I wonder if um, maybe the Darlin leaving the senior ball would have been Roshan Johnson instead of Ty J Spears to myself annoying will be the founder members of the Roshan Johnson fan club <laughs> Good stuff. This might be another hill for you to die on, MJ. Stood there on your own, <laughs> waving the flag. Yeah, who's your number three? Ab- absolutely, wanna. And, and this is probably this is probably the the exact point because what I've what I've done at three, and I think throughout my kind of top fives, when I get to that number three position, I want a really solid pick that I think is is like a middle of the fairway sort of pick um, with experience and uh, and. A good record of production. So I've gone Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Um, he was at Michigan to start with, and he was used quite sparingly. Uh, then he transferred to UCLA, and he's had two very good seasons production-wise. Um, he is very experienced. He has a good range of moves when he's running. He is able to... He, he's not a breakaway speed guy, but he is a very technically sound running back in terms of finding finding his gaps, following his blockers. He's also very good out of the backfield. His receiving has improved greatly over the last um, 12 months. And I think he is a very solid every down back for a team. Um, and uh, yeah, he might be one of those picks where there's nothing particularly outstanding about him, but I think he's a very solid pick. Yeah, where I agree with you on Zach Charbonnet is that I think he will offer a good enough floor to to get production in year one as a uh, say as a back in the NFL. I do think he has a much lower ceiling than a lot of these guys, um, though. But say if you're wanting just a guy to come in and, and uh, say fit in your rotation, then I think you're going to get a, a decent one in, in Charbonnet. Um, he definitely lacks some speed. He doesn't really have a home run threat, I would say. Um, and I, I'm not a huge fan of his kind of his movement skills and his change of direction that are kind of just a bit slow at times. And you know, so, so many good technicians and kind of movements um, 
players in this class that that he's kind of fallen down the board for me. But I, I do think he's got really good instincts, which will which will translate really well. He's patient as well. Um, he he does run angry, runs with purpose, and say so he's got that, that aggress aggressiveness in him, uh, aggression. Um, and I think he's quite decisive as well. So even though he's patient, once he's made his mind up, he's he he's off, um, and he he'll hit the hit the, hit the gaps that he wants and say good size. Um, my problem, my overall problem with Zach Charbonnet is that I think he runs far too tall. He's, he's far too upright, and you no, know, that that partially it's going to be because of his size, right? That he is a kind of a, a taller taller back. But then comparing him to Roshan Johnson, who um, is, is of a similar size, um, that it, it I would just like running too upright means that. The kind of your contact balance isn't as good and you don't evade tackles as well that if you kind of can squat down a bit to be more shifty then then that's going to help you yeah. kind of make make missed tackles uh, so that's where I stood with Zach Charbonnet so yeah I, I don't have him ranked and I'm definitely not as high on him as you MJ but but I completely see why um, as a floor he he probably will be very very productive yeah Kind of went back and forth on my thoughts and yeah, and I think sometimes as well he he's playing for UCLA in the Pac-12, maybe not the the most stoutest defenses, I don't think, for running. So sometimes made I think he looked a bit bigger and stronger than some of the guys he was playing against. Um, but he's had he's had some good game. I mean, there was a lot of buzz about him. Yeah. O- over a year ago, you know, we thought he might come out in the draft yeah. last year, and um, I'm not sure going back to school's done him wonderful favors. To be honest, I don't know if it's <laughs> not sure on Charbonnet. I-, I think I think he will go on day two. Um, where he goes will probably be the thing that's going to determine how how high a ceiling Zach Charbonnet has. There we go, it's everyone's five through three. And this is where all, all the fun, but uh, we have a bit of consensus, which is nice. A bit of a change. Um, I'll, I'll not ruin it, but okay. Um, oh, right, give, give us your number two. Let's see if it matches up with the, uh, the other guys. I think it might do because uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a guy that, that, I mean, if it hasn't, then we're, you're getting booted off, whoever, whoever doesn't have to be <laughs> But you've already uh, no, threatened to replace me this week. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is is Jameer Gibbs from from Alabama, an absolutely fantastic running back. Um, but he's more than that; he is an absolute weapon because he is such a good receiving back. Um, as a runner, extremely athletic, extremely explosive. Um, it is powerful as well, though. So don't let that that uh, kind of misconceive you. Um, it doesn't possess top end strength but his running style is strong and, and powerful purposeful as well but even though you know he's got the speed to kind of commit to to, to his lanes and, and what he's doing exceptional burst stop start ability is up there with some of the best kind of in this class and he can change direction so easily because of that explosive athleticism uh, as i said what really makes him stand out is just how superb he is as a, as a receiving threat he can catch the ball from from anywhere you can line him up as a receiver if you want to um it kind of 
as a as a catcher, he can catch the ball away from his body, which you don't often see in, in running backs. So they catch kind of into their body and then make up yardage afterwards. He can he can pluck the ball out from outside of his body, um, and say it almost be used as an extra receiver because of that, and um, it, that almost gives him some return ability as well. I'm not sure how much of that you'd want him to do, but you could definitely use him in that way. Uh, but say. It's the receiving threat. It's then what he can do as a runner running from, and I think he can fit most schemes, uh, fantastic instincts and and kind of impulses to just just do the right thing. Um, so he's a player that, that again, that, that I really like. Yes, he is on the slim side. He needs to add some weight. Um, it does mean he lacks a, a kind of substantial strength profile. Um, and I'm not sure how much you'd want him fighting through contact. I think you'd want to kind of get him into open space where where he can create his own separation and he definitely he, he, he isn't going to start when we we're on about some players before he isn't going to offer you anything at all in pass protection absolutely nothing you go and watch the the game against texas and he just whiffs on them all like bryce young took an absolute hammering in that game against texas and probably three sacks of that was completely on jameer gibbs so he's not going to offer you anything in pass protection but what he is is just a versatile offensive weapon yeah, and, and I think that's the, the key is to, is to not just label him as a running back and an offensive weapon is is, is a more useful way to describe him. And, and the biggest compliment I think I can give him is that if you your, your slot receiver goes down in the game and you don't have a replacement, you could play Jameer Gibson as a slot receiver, get by in the game, and he wouldn't look out of place doing that. He can run routes very well. He's got good hands. Um Fantasy football owners are going to absolutely love Jameer Gibbs. Um, and because he, he, he's just going to get that receiving, he's going to have that running ability, he's going to score touchdowns. Um, you can play him all over, you can play him in different kind of ways for out of that backfield as well. Um, trick plays, anything you want to throw at him, I think he could thrive. So, yeah, he's he's number two, obviously, for me as well. Yep, no surprises. Number two, um, I, just an absolutely fantastic, dynamic weapon. You're going to have to account for him um, and you're going to be lining up against him, not knowing whether yeah whether he's rushing or receiving. And if he goes to the right offence, he will absolutely blow up in his in his rookie year, I think. I think he'll... he'll Yards are plenty here because it, it was a thousand yards rushing and about half of that receiving. Um, obviously, he ran four three six at the combine just to show off that he has got that that top end speed. Um, and it, yeah, I, I I would I would say that he's um, obviously he transferred to Alabama uh, from Georgia, and that's that seems to have helped him as well. He, I think his, his stats were have, have kind of increased as he's gone through his, his college career. Um, and he, again, we've talked about the, the running back position a lot in terms of where do they get drafted. And as we said, you're not just drafting a running back here. So as much as we're probably going to have a conversation about where, where the number one gets drafted, it's really going to be interesting to see where Jameer Gibbs gets drafted as well, because I think there's a lot of value here. If you're just missing one particular piece of the puzzle on offence, he could be it for you. All right. Who, who wants to go? It'll be a huge shock to everyone listening, I'm sure, who we've got as number one. Uh, Stu, take it away. 
I think since we've done our top fives, this is the easiest number one, maybe apart from Trevor Lawrence, that you're going to have. Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas. We've mentioned him already. We've mentioned his mate, Roshan Johnson. Um, difficult to even describe Bijan Robinson, if I'm honest. Um, I haven't constructed a big board yet. Is it going to surprise me if I had Bijan Robinson as the number one player in this draft? It wouldn't surprise me. He is that good. He has absolutely everything about his game. Bijan Robinson is going to be a star for whoever he plays for. I think it's a no-brainer. Any team that is even thinking about drafting Bijan Robinson, if he's in your wheelhouse, just draft him. I think he's an unbelievable player. 1,580 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns last year. There are probably more stats to come. We'll wait for MJ for that. Um, but, yeah, just draft him. If you need someone to play on offense and you and you don't have an, a specific need at one of these elite premier positions that they all talk about, just draft B. John Robinson and you can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to, to kind of describe how good he is. What I would say is that if you're listening or watching this and you think, what would, how would you construct the perfect running back prospect? What would you want him to do? That's Bijan Robinson. It, it's really to find any weakness in his game and to put anything as a weakness in a in a scouting report is extremely difficult to do. Um, so kind of he is just kind of that perfect NFL Belkow three down running back who has great change of direction, has great bursts. You know, uh, he can he can t- he loves playing football. He loves playing running back, and it absolutely shows on tape. Extremely athletic, physical, strong, fast. It's almost it's in college for him. It was men against boys. He was the best player on the field almost every time. Um, he's got all the skill moves. Absolutely deadly stiff arm where his strength to just shrug off defenders is absolutely phenomenal. A phenomenal. Can't say it. Um, shouldn't have. St- why I'd even attempted that? I know I can't say it. His movement skills and footwork are, are exceptional. Um, and extremely creative as well. It's one thing I think we always undervalue in running backs that he can he can create. It doesn't have to be schemed up for him. He will be able to do things when the play breaks down as a game changer. He'll be able to fit any scheme. Just draft Bijan Robinson. I don't know what else to say. Apart from phenomenal. Do 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 do. There's a little Muppets theme. That's phenomenon. <laughs> Um, I think you've kind of you've pitched my line a bit a bit Owen, where, where it was like if you were going to build a running back in a lab this is this is what a running back looks like um, yeah I, I'm I'm not really going to go into into much more um, I think that the the question mark is and the comparison which you know I've, I've heard in a couple of places is around Saquon Barkley yeah. And obviously, Saquon Barkley went up for a few years back to the Giants. I, we're not in that. Two. Oh, two. Sorry, not two. Not for two. Went at two. Um, That's your own team the, as well, MJ. You can hear him roll his eyes at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would, yeah. But it, 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 we're not in that territory anymore, are we, with, with running backs? And I think partly because of things like, like Barkley that... 
he's obviously not going to go that high, but there are at least double-digit teams who could do with him, who could do with drafting him in the first round. And I know that when we've done our mocks up to this point, it's been very difficult to work out where to put him because you're trying to work out whether is he going to slide down the board because people don't value the position or is somebody going to see him come down a little bit and then go up to get him? You know, is somebody going to jump up five, six, ten places to come and, and snatch him in the teens? Um, and I hope that is what happens. I hope that somebody jumps up to take him and we we don't see him slide down a board because he is, as you say, not on a big board. He is right up there with the best of them coming out of, of the college game this year. Um, and he deserves to be drafted high and he becomes instantly the focal point of an offence. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be looking at him if, if I was a, a, a playoff team from last year and I'm not, not quite there and, and this is the position that, that I need, then, yeah, you know, run that card in and snap him up. Um, phenomenal talent. Let's just yeah, keep I mean, using that if, word. Phenomenal. If you're, if you're a team who... You know, we say is that are you competitive and are you ready to win? Then put the running back in. But I think at this point, it would for me, it would be not that that doesn't have to be win a Super Bowl. That could be are you in contention to win your division? Because it could be that Bijan's the one that tips you over the edge. You know, we've gone back to the Falcons. The Falcons aren't ready to win a Super Bowl, but if they had Bijan Robinson, then they have a chance of winning that division because of how much it stinks in the NFC South. So. I've, I've, it's it's wild how far down he could end up going, um, but yeah, where where he goes, I don't know. But what I do know is wherever he goes, he's going to be a fantastic player. One just thinking about teams, and it just totally popped into my head. And speaking about teams that are contenders and maybe jumping up to get him, I think he would be absolutely hilarious on the Bengals. <laughs> Bijan Robinson, Joe Burrow, Chase Higgins. That would be, and, and now they've they've, they've um, taken a tackle. I don't think they need to use that pick there now with with Orlando Brown. It's just thinking of teams that they, they are close and they, they they might just need that extra something to get over the line. I think that would be a, a hilarious team to come up and draft Bijan Robinson. Yeah. It's just something that popped in my head right away now. Yeah, mm. I, I I think this is one that happens on the night. So I think this is one where you get past those first, I don't know, eight, nine, ten picks, something like this. And I think on the night you could get somebody like the Bengals, possibly Eagles. I mean, Cowboys, obviously, Brian, you know, just let Zeke go. That would be a splash play for Jerry Jones, wouldn't it? I, there are all sorts of teams that could make that move on draft night. Yeah, I think the if the Seahawks hadn't have taken... Kenneth Walker last year, and if he hadn't been so good, I thought that would that would be a prime spot. Um, but if I was the Lions, I'd be taking him at six, absolutely, because they 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 are they are in a window um, that you know they were they were very good last year. They were very very close. So we expect Green Bay to come back to the pack. That NFC is wide open. That take that pick that that the Rams have given you, and and absolutely, I don't think they will, but I. I, I I think that they should absolutely think about it, and I would if I was them. Yeah, a lot of teams talk about, oh, best player available, best player available. Like you say, the best he could be the best player available for everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see uh, how true that is. Well, yeah, thanks, guys. That's our top five running backs. Um, MJ, 
quickly run us through uh, who you had for your top five. Sorry, I should have picked someone who had that was already <laughs> unmuted. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm there. I'm there. Okay. So uh, number five, uh, Ty J Spears. Uh, number six, number six. Number four. It's been a long episode. <laughs> number four. I can't get the numbers right. I've grafted Saquon at the wrong one. Anyway. can't do the numbers. I know. <laughs> failed. Failed miserably. Number four, Tank Bigsby. Uh, number three, Zach Charbonnet. Number two, Jameer Gibbs. And number one, of course, Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. yours? Yeah, so number five was... Who did I have as number five? I'm saying this bad now. Number five. This has gone all <laughs> to the hasn't it? Ty J. Spears. Of course I had Ty J. Spears as number five. Number four was Tank Bigsby. Four, Roshan Johnson. Three, Jameer Gibbs. And number one is a player who's going to be become known by his first name. He's going to be Bijan. Numbers are all over the place here. So my number ten was Israel Abak. <laughs> How many threes did you have there, Stu? Christ. Three, two, one. Did it not? No, you didn't have a number two at all. There right. So anyway, at five, I had Israel Abanakanda from from Pitt. Four, Ty J Spears from Tulane. Three, Roshan Johnson from Texas. Two, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. And one, of course, was Bijan Robinson from Texas. Oh, gets the numbers all right. Totally phenomenal. <laughs> Pro. So I goes yeah, <laughs> pro, absolute pro. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Phenomenal. We've got a uh, a very clear one and two. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll do another Twitter poll this week and we'll put out the best of the rest, shall we? See what you guys think of the other four running backs we've mentioned there, which is uh, Zach Chabonet, 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 Chabonet. Yeah. I don't know. Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, Taji Spears, and Israel. Oh, but he'll be. <laughs> I wrote it as the party of a of kind of party. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do four, so we'll maybe not do all five. But yeah, we'll put them on the Twitter poll. Check that out. Give it a vote. Let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, quickly, guys, any extra guys, any extra running backs you thought, oh, maybe you could sneak in. Uh, just... We could have a whole other podcast on guys who maybe made it in there. Yeah. yeah. Really could. It's, well, it's not, but one or two. Uh, as I say, there's another, I would say I've got 16 that uh, I'd be I'd be confident in in making maybe even seventeen that I think could could do something at the NFL level, especially in year one. Um, just missed the cut. Bigsby for me, uh, it would be Bigsby would have been at six. Zach Evans would have been at seven. And then Charbonnet uh, at eight. Um, Sean Tucker isn't a guy we've spoken a lot about, but but he's a guy that was liked a lot in the summer. Uh, can still do a lot. Kendry Miller is a guy who's currently injured. We did an interview with him. Go and check that out. But he's a very good player as well. There's a whole host of them who are very, very good players. Lovely stuff. Well, there we go. Another top five in the bag. We'll be back in a couple of days with another top five. We're starting to fly through these. Uh, Check out the last episode we did wide receivers and obviously all the other episodes as we mentioned we've got interviews we've did our mock draft everything's changed since then annoyingly but uh, we'll do another one here at the time uh as always check out the twitter at 99 yards do vote on the poll if it's still open when you're on it and check out the website too 99yards.com uh in the meantime have a lovely week we'll speak to you soon